0: good morning good morning coffee moaners <sighs> oh wow look your comments are transparent up there so i'm going to look down at what's going on i can't say a bloody thing morning everyone good morning if you're listening on podcast welcome if you're on youtube how are we how are thee how are thy how is everyone um good morning faith good morning everyone hope you're all well it's the end of the week Um, And look, I've just put in the title, or we've put in the title, marks on one, the joys and horrors of Friday news. And as we know, the news is not good. And as we know, we've talked for nearly three to four weeks about everything that's been going on in the tragic, tragic, tragic situation in the Middle East. So we are gonna, as we have been in recent coffee mornings, parking that slightly later before the Friday quiz. And of course, you didn't have a Friday quiz last week, did you, or did you? I can't remember. Um, Good morning, it's your birthday on Sunday, Katie Johnston, a happy birthday for Sunday. It's gonna be a live No Name Sunday show. So Katie, are you a member? Do join us if you are, and uh, we will sing you happy birthday. Um, Today is Michelle's birthday, and Michelle. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear. Michelle, spend a penny in the loo, happy birthday to you. I sharpened my pencil just for you, Michelle. I did. So, big happy birthday to Shell Shell. I'm going to call you Shell today. Shell. Can you call someone who's called Michelle Shelley? I love abbreviated names because I can't have one. It's just ma. Big happy happy birthday and I'm just going to have a glug of some Barocca just for you. How did your garden grow, Stuart G? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, actually. There is a great hell landing later today, so you're going to have fun with that, aren't you? Morning, Carol Naismith, April Hill, Sean Tucker. Good morning. I've made it. Where has the two years gone the pups don't like? Hit the link below. Send your, send your address and we will, we will get you a card. Trial la la Just be watching the Instagram con programme. Oh, is that Bell Gibson? Is that her name? Is that her name? The woman who pretended she had cancer, then pretended she cured cancer. All that malarkey. Happy birthday to Sonia for yesterday. Happy birthday, Sonia, for yesterday. Lots of, lots of birthdays, lots of Scorpios. On that note, I've got Baroque over there, and I've got <laughs> some caffeine over here. Uh, it took my uh, ex, says Natasha Milchin, sending you love, Natasha, I presume you're still in France, to come up with gnats. I, I, yeah, I like Nads for Nadia, but when she when she used to do when we used to do a lot more runs together, and she used to do runs, and I'd be sort of standing on the side, Bill Gibson, thinking, and I go, "Go Nads!" And of course, people would look at me like, "Why is he screaming go Nads, <laughs> Go Nads'?" Um, good morning, Neve McGowan from Ireland. We're going to be talking about your premier, your 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 lead. What is he? A president? Prime Minister? What is he? Prime Minister? Um, later on, um, yeah. What's it? What's it, Karen is your name abbreviated to Kaza, Kaza Amor. <laughs> Laura, Lo, Laura, Laura. We have a Laura. Liz Williams. Are you, are you reviewing the Christmas adverts this year? Please do the shelter ad. We are going to be doing Christmas adverts. Can you believe we're at that point where the Christmas... Ad- we're going to be start doing Vlogmas content. I can't even begin to get my head. I can't even turn my head in that direction yet. Morning, Reese. Hope you're well, Squire. Uh, we will be looking for some time there um, for a you-know-what. Um, Scorpio Gal here too, Anne-Marie Lucker. I get your surname correct these days, don't I? Uh, my name is shortened to dummy, says Funky Kids. Obviously, your name's Diane. Um, Di, da, do uh, Doody da da <laughs> dee de da da uh, da da Yeah, nads, mads, kooks. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Izzy, I used to call Izzy Fizzy, Fizzy, Florbel. Some names you extend, don't you? Some, some names you sort of, you build out. Marky-parky, pudding and pie. Love the little advert already. How many are out? Are they all out? Flippin' hell. You, 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 turn your head for a week and everything's changing. Christmas is upon us. Or have we got some surprise? Now, I'm going to have a bit of a word in your show, like, for Vlogmas fans, just quickly. And for those of you listening on podcast, I don't know what the hell Vlogmas is. It's a sort of reality-type show that come, that goes out over Christmas. It's, it's silly. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to, you know. But <sighs> Nadia and Dina are trying to change the format massively, and I'm trying to push back. Now, there are some things that can't change, that have changed, that will change, and I can't do anything about that change, but there are some things they want to change that won't change and I will not allow to change. Oh, look, there's Michelle. Thank you, for everyone, for the birthday wishes. The sharpened pencil is the best ever. My sharpened pencil matches your spanner, your purple spanner. Please don't do the loft again this year. Oh. <laughs> It's oh, very clear. Well, funny you should say that. Watch this space. Um, so, yes, things are changing. Things are afoot. Some things we know need to change. Some things I don't want to change. And it frustrates me. We do want the loft, says Clodagh. Oh, push me, pull you. Tug me, tug me, tug me, tug me, don't. Um, uh, loft, loft, loft. Well... Ah, uh, I had to break the news to you guys. I've, i I've, 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 done stuff. I've done things. Things have, ch- things, ch- things are going to be different. Put it that way. Things are going to be different. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be, f- it's going to be sultry. Toffee's going to be potentially happy. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Christmas crafts. I booked something yesterday. Well, something, something's coming up that's very fun. Anyway, there's lots of fun, lots of fun. Loft, please, Look, people saying, please, loft. I want the loft. Pups don't lie, doesn't? Oh, I see, I could do without a loft, pull back. Thanks, pups. Oh, that's sweet of you, actually, I, I know what you mean. I know what I mean. It's always dangerous, isn't it? Um, anyway, you have a new loft hole, Laura S, personal. You don't ask questions like that before lunch. Anyway, as I say, the joys and horrors of hashtag fuck off Friday. It's hashtag fuck off Friday, which means just Friday's fuck off. It's November the 3rd, which means anyone who was doing Stoptober, tonight is gonna be a big night. If I was to head into Sovo tonight, and I was toying with it, if I was to head into Sovo tonight, it would be one smash em up, Stoptober, let's get cracking in November mash up. But for me, it's just coffee, Barocca, and more coffee. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Save the loft campaign, this goddamn robot. See, I'm really worried, you see, what happens is you get two Sawala girls in a room and they don't actually listen. They really don't. They just chirp away, they don't listen. So I'm a one-man vlogmas defender. At the same time, I recognise when change needs to happen and there is gonna be some change. You've got three drinks going. I've actually got more than that, actually. Um, uh, Rather wonderfully enjoyed. (laughs) 19 years sober don't you (coughs) know grinds to a halt anyway enough of this chit chat wibble wobble nonsense um there ain't a lot of news today um you know what I thought I'd do I thought I would flop through some of the celeb news and see what grabs your goodnesses so let's have a little gib-gab around the old doodars. so um I just literally popped. It. So Sir Cliff Richard, any any Cliff Richard fans here? Because of course Cliff Richard always sort of you know pops out the woodwork, comes out the woodwork. Does that mean when you come out of the woodwork, does that mean you're a woodwork? So what do you mean? Anyway, Cliff Richard always comes out the woodwork. There's something about Cliff Richard that's really odd because it, it feels like, and you know he's he's amazing for his age. It's you know got, I haven't got you know I'm got an axe to grind with Cliff Richard other than I hate his music. Um, how does he manage to even at the age of what is he 99? nonchalantly wear a sort of what they call a pencil tie just oh just just like and his hair it's like his hair is so tousled now it's like it's like not real any any cliff richard fans here come on there must be a cliff richard fan here he's a (laughs) natasha milch and he's a weirdo okay uh, hands down for cliff can't help but feel slightly creepy about him I must admit, I'd always get right armpit. Those of you who've been following us for a long time, I think we should get strap lines. Who thinks we should get merchandise with strap lines on it? I do. And I think I should have a t-shirt that has a sort of a sort of artificially created patch, and it should be called right armpit. Because for me, right armpit means I'm absolutely horrendously embarrassed. I often get right armpit with things like, not all, but you know, musical theatre. If someone Lee is the one exception, because he does it well. But if someone breaks into song badly, right armpit. If someone sits in a group and he pulls out a guitar and kicks off his sandals to play a tune, right armpit. I just get right armpit. Every time Rishi Sunak speaks, I get right armpit. So when Cliff Richard stands up at Wimbledon, I'd get right armpit. It's just like, should we get, that's a kind of different kind of try. I think we should get a T-shirt that just says right armpit. Katie Johnson, I love, we're all going on a summer holiday. I was clicking my finger the other day so much that one of my daughters actually told me to stop. I was doing it so hard. I get that weird thing where I want to, I literally just nearly broke my finger off. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, um. Devil Woman. He's a devil woman. You know, it's not What well, it could be today, you know. There's a devil woman. I tell you what, I remember, this is weird memory. I remember I remember making, I remember making a life-sized uh textile doll in textiles at primary school, heading to the South Bank and having to dance with a life-sized doll with lots of other kids. This, this is humiliating, isn't it? This could be this could be one of the traumas that led to my alcoholism. Um, and I had to dance to you got yourself a crying, working, sleeping, talking, living no. I had to do that. I had to do, I had to swing a fucking life. Well, life size. How old was I? Seven. Got to pay the pay to feed the feet to feet, just cause she's living no. Got a room in and that is why I satisfy my sa- Oh my God, I remember it all. Yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, uh, wh- why is he in the news? What is the headline? What has Cliffy, what's Cliffy Baby done? Well, in talking about artificial intelligence, he accidentally slipped spoonerist and said artificial insemination. <laughs> That's literally the news story. That is, lit. Sir Cliff Richard left mortified after making blunder on BBC Breakfast as fans feel sick. I suppose hearing the words artificial dissemination come out Cliff Richard's mouth is a bit weird, isn't it? If I'm honest, if I'm really, really, really honest. Um, uh, Stephen Fry has been seen for the first time with a walking stick. I don't know if any, anyone else remembered, he fell off stage, didn't he? Awful, I mean, we make light of these things, but he fell something like six feet. It was, a, it was a big drop. Um, he broke his leg, his ribs, and his pelvis. Jesus Christ. At the O2. I didn't realize he'd, I didn't realize he'd had, had done that much damage to himself. Uh, but he was seen recently, all smiles, walking with a cane. Um, what pain. Oh, deary me. Um, he was at, he, he arrived for Zoe Ball's Friends Round Friday breakfast show. Uh, he looked at ease as he rocked smart navy trousers, a pink button-up shirt that covered up with a black sweater. Bless him. Oh yeah, no, he looks all right. Got, it, gives him an, it almost gives him a sort of even more dignified air than, 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 than he originally had. Um, uh, what else is there in the news? My Mum, Your Dad stars join this morning and fans can't wait. Janie and Roger are going to join the This Morning team with travel segments. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? Oh, look, welcome, Carol. Welcome, welcome to all the fun. You've got a light, well, I think you've been here before, Carol, Live No Name Sunday show on Sunday. <laughs> Not Saturday. Oh, God, that coffee's good. Gonna have to move over to the cold stuff in a minute. Uh, I love Stephen Fry, such an intelligent man. He is, he's such an intelligent man. He's a lovely man, he's a lovely man. Um, terrible pain. I mean, sometimes the most innocuous of falls. Um, I, I remember leaning down to pick out some haagen from the fridge once, my back went for a month. I mean, obviously it wasn't the ice cream that did it, but it's certain movements, but falling off stage, ouch. Um, so there. Um, other bits and bobs, Amy Winehouse's dad is suing two of her pals because they kept profits from the sale of her belongings. Oh, I don't know. I find, on two levels, I find the whole, the whole thing a bit weird. I don't know. I find the whole Amy Winehouse estate thing weird, and then I find the whole selling dead people stuff weird. Um, this is Amy Winehouse's dad is selling two of her pals after alleging that they kept the profits from selling some of her belongings in the US. Um, he's, he's filed a high court claim. Um... He claims Amy's rumored lover, Catriona Gawley, and stylist Naomi Parry pocketed, pocketed a chunk of the 3.3 million raised in Beverly Hills. I just, it all just feels a bit strange, don't you? Selling bits and bobs of, of uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Listen, listen to Britney Spears' book on audio. She had it hard. Oh, you've been listening to it. I never trusted Amy's dad to... Yeah, I don't know, there's something... I don't know, there's a sort of flint in him that just isn't particularly warm. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. It all feels a bit... No, I don't know what it is. Uh, Reece, anytime time Amy Winehouse is a state and her dad are mentioned in the same sentence, it always spells trouble. It does, doesn't it? It really does. Um... Oh, I'm sending you a coffee cup for your birthday. Oh Lee, bless you and and the girls love their love their uh, curly cooks. Um, the envy of standing next to you and JK is hot, ain't it Haley Mike I don't really understand that comment sorry Beth, Beth, sorry. Um, what, so yeah, so that's uh, that's Amy Winehouse. Uh, I did see somewhere that the um, the awful person who sort of uh, stalked and threatened Holly Willoughby was in court, but that news story seems to have been pulled down. Uh, there is talk that Holly Willoughby is the favorite. To front huge BBC show alongside Brad. Can I just ask, what is the Bradley? I mean, I don't have anything against him, but I don't have an opinion. But I'm just curious to know what is Bradley Walsh's appeal. What I just find it so strange sometimes. The the people who push through or cut through or resonate. I don't know. Is it cheeky chappy? Is it what is it cheeky? Because ch- he's a bit. Of a, he seems a bit grumpy all the time. Uh, Anne-Marie Lucker, yeah, so we talked about the Beatles' track about a week ago, didn't we, how they've sort of strained and stripped John Lennon's voice. Um, he's down to earth, April. is that it? Is he, he's down to earth. OK, fair, fair enough. Can't, oh, Joe, Joe McKenna can't stand Bradley Walsh. Uh, Faith Goodman, no idea. Love him. He's so natural, Jennifer Kenna. Oh, there we go. It's always good to know. You know, sometimes the BBC or, or ITV will spend months, years, sort of going through odd comments and letters going, well, what is the appeal of this guy? Just ask you guys. Uh, he's funny, Joe. Oh is he? He's funny. Oh okay, that's good. Um yeah, I'd agree. I just don't, I haven't watched any of the things. He does seem grumpy though, doesn't he, Jackie Blair? But maybe that's his shtick. Maybe part of his shtick is being a grump. Um yeah, no, it's it's when you it's whenever I kind of confuse him for Bradley Cooper. Anyway, him and Holly Willoughby, could they be co-hosting? Is it a re, rebooted the Gladiators? Oh god, have we I mean are we really recycling gladiators? I'll tell you the one I would like to see is the one that Kay did in Brazil, Was it? Um, the one where they bounce around that stupid assault course and get flown, flung everywhere. Um, I prefer, Catherine Jones, I prefer Rylan and Josie. Uh, everyone can't, A-Frog, ah, cool, hey, you're absolutely right. Not everyone can like everyone and everyone is for different people and everyone has different tastes and you're absolutely right, Bradley Walsh wanted them. I think my nan would have liked Bradley Walsh. I think, I think. My nan didn't really like, really like that many people. She couldn't stand Anton Deck. It's funny, isn't it, the people? Because I quite like Anton and Dick. I think they're funny. Um, I like seeing Bradley Walsh and his son together Mika Mac had enough of Holly to be honest as Karen expert, but well I mean you know she'll be she'll be on the Gladiators if she was on the Gladiators it'll only be once in a blue moon eh um, Rishi Sunak hup, outside of the, the Israel-Palestine crisis uh, Rishi Sunak hooked hooked <laughs> uh, went speed dating with Elon Musk it was the oddest exchange have you seen the sort of clip that they've shown total wipeout thank you that was the show that Kay bounced off big bollocks on um did, did anyone else think Elon Musk seemed particularly uncharismatic in that conversation? And did anyone else think he'd cast a sort of Terminator-like spell on Rishi Sun- Rishi Sunak ha- is is literally an Aardman Animations character. I mean, I find him... He, I mean, ideologically, what an annoying man. But actually, it's very, hard to dis- it's very hard to hate Rishi. He looks too vulnerable. He looks too small. He looks like he's being dressed oddly. And he looks like he's being animated slowly, doesn't he? by um, Nick Parks, it was an odd moment where Elon Musk said, no one will ever work, it will be fine, everyone's just gonna have to think about what the meaning of life is, which is interesting really, isn't it? Because it kind of really what he was nibbling at the edges of really is is that really we're all in a sort of misty-eyed sort of um, uh, slavery situation. And what he's suggesting is that actually AI, AI might be able to do all the work for us, which means we'll all be told to think, what the fuck are we here for? He, he's, he is out of flushed away, which was Ardman's failed attempt, I think, at not to stop frame animation. Uh, Roland Rat, <laughs> Ra- good job, It was an odd moment. It was like watching a couple of people talking incredibly politely. I mean, it was it was the oddest way for two people to be talking about the potential annihilation of the human race, courtesy of AI. <laughs> there seemed to be no urgency and, and no sort of fear or worry. And I sort of, it was weird. I, th- I think, I think if I'm honest, I think Rishi was a little bit starstruck, wasn't he? He was kind of, oh my God, I'm sat opposite Elon. Marie Lucker, Elon Musk's face looks like it's melting. I've sort of seen things with Elon Musk. He's been on podcasts where he's been stoned out of his head, hasn't he? I mean, I, I suppose I want, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'd like a gang, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. There's something about Elon Musk that, that I, I don't know, I kind of feel like I want to have a I want to have a bit of a bounce with him. <sighs> I worry for my grandkids, especially with Rishi at the helm. I said to Nancy the other day, I said, I'm just gonna come, I'm getting to the opinion where I just don't think these people are particularly broad. I just, who is Rishi? What? What? Weird, weird um bonfire night this weekend anyone going to a bonfire anyone going to going to a bonfire bonfire event i I don't know if fireworks have the same allure anymore bang bang excuse me bangity bang anyone interested in fireworks we you know chi chi is the oddest dog in fireworks night she just wants to go and get all of them she wants to just she wants to she's not scared of them she goes chasing them you know, lots of animals get very, very get very, um, get very worried. Williams H, any news on Vlogmas? Head back to the beginning of this, 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 this chat. You'll get some. Uh, we will have a burn. Says Good Goodship's lollipop. What does that mean? What does that mean? We will have a burn. Uh, you'll get burned. Um, Rishi and Macron would make a cute couple. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like um, Polly Pockets, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, Polly Politics. <laughs> Polly Politics. <laughs> Rishi, Rishi, and Macron. Um, Bonfire Night, uh, you know, what? it used to be exciting, it's not now. I think what made it exciting were the sort of health awareness risks that they used to put on the, you know, don't grasp a sparkler. Do sparklers have the same excitement? I remember being so excited by sparklers. Now they're just de rigueur, they just appear even in mocktails, which means they've just, what? They've crossed over to the kind of, not even the dark side, just the alcohol-free side, what's that about? A sparkler is only a sparkler with the fear of being burnt by it, I think. I think be careful, but this is a, this is a, you know, health awareness, be, be incredibly careful with fireworks. Always walk away, always follow the instructions on the wrapper, always let an adult operate them, especially if it's one like me. I can't, even when fireworks are amazing, I look at them and I think, I don't know, is it amazing? Kimberly Jones, dread fireworks weekend, PTSD nightmare. My cat hates it. Oh, fireworks. And then there's a lot of kind of judgment, isn't there, around fireworks? Because of course they're bad for the environment. Okay, here's a killer question. Have you been using your hot water bottle incorrectly? We've got to ask the question. It's November, it's getting cold, it's fireworks night. Hot water bottles. Do you use hot water bottles? I, I think we talked about this somewhere, did I not? I seem to remember having a bit of a ramble about hot water bottles. Maybe it was on the Saturday papers. They make your feet sweaty. How they can make one part of you so hot that the rest of you sort of thinks I'm not even a- associated with that part of my body? Do you get that? And then, and then the terrible thing of if the top just comes undone, <gasps> they're not being screwed on tightly enough. And then you remember that someone in the kitchen. There was a generation. My nan's generation could screw the top on a hot water bottle. It was like it was like Arnie from the Terminator had done it. You could never, you could never open it. My nan could screw the plug in at the top of a hot water bottle in such a way that you couldn't distinguish the plastic gap, the rubber gap, between the the cork, if you like, the stopper, and it. They fused. That, those, that was the vice-like grip of a World War II nan. I remember being burnt horrendously. My mum will remember that. Running into the streets screaming. I was on my own. I didn't know where my mother was. She was in a pub drinking. It was in her wild days. I just screamed in the street. It was like a scene from a horror film. That's my memory of hot water bottles. Oh, Faith Goodman, hot water bottles have expiry dates. I didn't realise that. What the rubber starts to get erode. They can be a lethal weapon, hot water bottles. You're absolutely right. Awful. And especially if you sit on one and it fires. Oh, gee, I mean, they, I'm amazed in this health and safety world they're allowed. Okay, now I want one, says Natasha Milchin. I know what you mean, but that, i tell you what I do like about a hot water bottle, and I'm just going to leave it at this, the smell. There's a, there's a nostalgic, sort of rubbery, hot, I'm at my nan's bungalow smell. It's nice. It's lovely. It's cosy. Christos, never use boiling water in them. Change them every two to three years. If it smells rubbery, then it's still good to go. If not, then it's time to change and never fully fill it up. Bloody hell, Christos. That's like a literally. That's that's like a go-to uh, hot water bottle check card list. Print that, guys. There you go, Christos, the hot water bottle expert. Joni, hot water bottles was my savior when I had awful sciatica. <gasps> you get sciatica. That's so painful, Joni. I'm so sorry. Scullykins. I don't use them with my kids. I buy the microwave beanie toy. This is this is the stuff that matters, guys. Bloody hot water bottles. I found a Beanie Baby in the loft the other day. Just looking at me, like that. It was just like that. Seen better times. Hot water bottle survival guide. Mate, Christos, print it. Sounds complicated, says Natasha. Also squeeze out, you've got to squeeze out the air before screwing, I made that mistake. I didn't squeeze out the air, I tried screwing and it just fires everywhere. If you're an alcoholic, fill it with, fill it with booze. That's what I say. Put your put your um, mulled wine in a hot water bottle. That way, it can warm you. And in... ah, I had the most interesting hot water bottle I ever had. Who remembers what my most interesting or oddest hot water bottle was ever in my travels? Oh. It was my mate's wee, and oh, no, I'm not lying. It was Ross's wee when we were in the Arctic in a tent and we were cold. And what you would do is if one of you needed to go to the loo, you wouldn't waste that wee. You were so cold. You would wee into a wee bottle and you would hug that wee bottle. Oh, yeah. Hug that wee. And he was all right one night and I was really frozen and my nose had, was was in risk of frostbite. So you not only weed in a bottle, for, not for me, but he are weeding a bottle. And I then had to, I used it against my face. You use anything. Use anything. <laughs> like that moment in The Revenant where, was it, Leonardo DiCaprio cuts open a horse and climbs inside. I think that's that's what happened. It's not disgusting, Katie Johnston, when you're surviving. It's not. It's not. Didn't smell it, couldn't see it. Well, I could see it. It was radioactive. Too much information, Carol. Sorry. Okay, so we are going to move on to the Friday quiz. um, But we are going to go via... I hate to say it. I I hate to say this, guys, but we are going to go via... Um, uh, some of the more serious news. COVID Inquiry hears that Matt Hancock wanted to have the ultimate decision on who could and couldn't die. Are you having a fucking laugh? I think someone said, that made the point last night, which was very valid, that one of the, you know, regardless of the finer details of what the COVID Inquiry tells us, I don't think it's going to tell us anything we didn't already know, which was what a bunch of absolute useless idiots were at the helm. Gibbering fools from Oxbridge and, and such like all kind of jumping around, but this guy wanting to kind of decide above, up and above the health services as to who should be prioritised, who should live, who should die. Matt Hancock, oh my God, I mean, come on. I think the problem that is we're going to face after the COVID inquiry is how are we ever going to trust a government again is it, you know, in a crisis? Say the next, I think the next COVID, and there will be another COVID, when the next COVID comes, or whatever the equivalent is, how are we going to trust them? We're all just going to look back to Matt Hancock and think, what? Are you having a laugh? So that's big. Ne- that is quite big news. It's kind of it's kind of been hidden, or it's just not been you know because of everything else. Uh, you know, My ankle I want to decide who lives or dies. Um, in the Leban, in the um, uh, Israel Gaza crisis, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get too detailed or animated about this. It's it's you, you know I think we all know where our position is on it. Um, <laughs> come on, ceasefire, 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 ceasefire. Come on, hostages. We must be thinking of the hostages. We must be thinking of the innocent civilians being killed, that have been killed in Israel, and we must be thinking about the vast number of, of uh, and, and now excessive number of innocent casualties happening within uh, Palestine. I think there has to be an argument now to say that enough's enough. You've, you've. I think Israel have really, you know, pushed. You know what's it called? Bent the em- uh, you know uh, pushed the envelope when it comes to the uh, the idea of self defence. It's not self defence anymore. Um, it's uh, as the as as the Prime Minister Irish Irish Premier says. It's um, revenge. Leo Varadkar he says it's it's verging on revenge now. Um, which you know uh, you know unless you know he who ha- you know if you haven't walked in someone else's shoes then you can't say you know but. If if revenge is justified um, in in Israelis' attacks, I'm sure there are huge numbers of Palestinians who would say that that some of what they've done or some of what Hamas have done is also revenge for things that they feel are insufferable too. So, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I think by now, 28 days into the crisis, you are in one of two camps and I don't think you're going to be bugged. Well, I think you're in one of three camps. You're either... Um, uh, you know, a heinous terrorist who believes that Israel shouldn't exist, anti Semite, absolutely deplorable. Uh, or you're uh, uh, a sort of Zionist who believes that, that, that Palestine shouldn't exist um, and all of, the, all of that land is yours and there's no innocence in, in, in Gaza, absolutely reprehensible, too. Or actually, I think there's a middle ground, which is. Um, A ceasefire needs to happen. A two-state solution needs to be arrived at somehow. It's incumbent on the West, but the way to get there now is a ceasefire. Enough's enough. Has to stop with every day that goes by. And I just do slightly feel, I mean, the sounding coming out of the White House and and America is that, uh, you know, there needs to be a sort of humanitarian pause. I mean, these distinctions, a humanitarian pause. Where, when, how, what does that mean? Who's managing it? Who's watching the clock? All that kind of stuff. Who dictates the terms, you know, humanitarian pause disappointing in the extreme so interesting Ireland has been extraordinarily strong in its criticism of what it believes and I, I believe is disproportionate now a disproportionate punish collective punishment of a people which um is nibbling towards and I think this is a really important thing to say a lot of people saying give us proof where is it a genocide how is it a genocide where's the genocide give us the proof of the genocide well okay uh more t- tragically, you can only often prove that a genocide has been sort of instigated, wanted or, 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 or attempted after the event. Um, and all I would say to people is say, well, where's the evidence? You can't prove. You, you, looking, at the, looking at the evidence at the moment and looking also more specifically, and we've said this before, at what's going on in the West Bank is, ter- you know, the West Bank is a different position to place to Gaza. It's a different geographical position. But there are extraordinarily aggressive moves by the Israeli uh, authorities and by settlers uh, in, in that area of, in, in the West Bank area. Uh, there's an aggressive push. And you collectively look at all of these things. I, my argument back to the person who people who say, oh, well, prove it's a genocide," is okay, well, everything you're doing at the moment or everything Israel is doing at the moment is suggesting genocidal tendencies, which if someone else was accused of that. Most normal people will go, oh, okay, well maybe we need to take stock and think about that because that's not a good thing. And this is where I think the Western leaders are at fault because they haven't put in any checks or balances and they are absolutely not um, using, I think, the correct language that's required with the Israeli government, with Netanyahu specifically, um, but the Irish Premier is. Now, the problem we've got today in this crisis is that the leader uh, or the he- leader of Hezbollah, which is an Iranian-backed or Iranian-backed uh, militia, terrorist group in, in, in Lebanon, um, who are likewise themselves pushing back against land that they believe uh, is, is not rightly now owned or occupied by Israel, that the Hezbollah chief Hassan Nasrallah is making his first speech today on the Israeli Gaza war. And the fear here is, is that if Hezbollah, Hezbollah gets sort of, you know, animated and involved, then there will be a war on two fronts. Israel will be, you know, engaged I think, in the north of the country, and that, but that will bring in a sort of different aspect to this whole conflict. Um, and it could be argued that uh, this will happen because no one in the West has even sought to say to Israel, just take your foot off the gas pedal. Gaza is surrounded, um, and there is a fear. There's a genuine fear that a disproportionate sort of, as I say, genocidal tendencies are at work. It, it's that terrible thing of if the were It's like a spoil, it's like a it's like a child not being told to actually rein it in at any point. There is a there's a danger here. I think that Israel could just through shit through revenge and hurt and whatever and and just ramped up kind of a, uh, you know emotional endeavor that they could step too far and and i think that's one of the other reasons to call for a ceasefire surely call for a ceasefire no i, I don't understand how we can't call for a ceasefire. So, yeah, Hezbollah, it could get a lot more trickier, so big big attention on that. Um, and I would also like to say that Rachel Riley of uh, Countdown fame equated the protests in Liverpool Street Station, or, or suggested that the protests in Liverpool Street Station um uh, were uh, an insult to the Jewish evacue- evacuees uh, who arrived in, um, obviously in the UK. There's a there's a sculpture, isn't there? What's the name of it for the young? It's a humble sculpture called For the Children, um, that that uh is in, in memory of the 10,000 or so Jewish youngsters that arrived at the railway stations. Now, what's interesting. About this is Rachel Riley described everything that was going on at Liverpool Street Station as intimidating and terrifying. And interestingly, this is how you can have two completely different perspectives on something. And it, and I do think that baked into your perspective on something is your prejudice. So Rachel Riley described it as uh, threatening and anti-Semitic. Um, I think other other sort of uh, notable uh, people, I think Tracy Anoverman, likewise. But interestingly, Simon Sharma, who, who's Jewish, said absolutely not. They're there were huge banners there uh, which said, you know, Jewish, uh, Jews against genocide. So, you know, again, I do think that where you sit on this, a sort of ba- uh, uh, underpinning your opinion or the strength of your opinion, if you feel, I think if you feel extremely on one side or extremely on the other, the strength of feeling it, it, uh, under there is, is something else. Um, the strength of feeling that I think we felt is the is the clear apparent lack of equality between an Israeli civilian life now and a Palestinian civilian life that's what it's about it's not about the politics it's not about you know I mean someone made a really interesting point the other day this is about Palestinians there are many many there are thousands of of Christian Palestinians this is this is literally anti-Palestinian as much as it's you know, potentially an anti-Arab thing. Um, But of course, on both sides, you know, anti-Israel spills into anti-Semitism, anti-Palestine spills into Islamophobia, and they're both equivalent and they're both reprehensible and they both need to be pushed back upon. Um, so Kamala Harris saying she will back Israel regardless of what was it was a was a huge disappointment. I'm only assuming Kamala Harris has been or Ka- Kamala is a Kamala Harris has been has been rolled out for the first time really, first time sort of where she's leading comments or statements about stuff. Because I presume I presume poor old uh, poor old Biden's probably trying to negotiate negotiate his way out of the bathroom in the White House because uh, you know he's next to next to useless. I think. All the lives matter, don't they? All lives matter. Absolutely, all lives matter. I don't. I also don't see how this this assault on on Gaza is helping the hostages at all. You know, and the number of hostages keeps going up. And um and you know, you know, and and then this this sort of really sort of baked in Islamophobia, where we don't trust the deaths on one side, but we do trust the deaths on the other. And so, what are you saying? We trust the deaths that are announced from Israel, a country that does nothing about, are you watching, are you watching what illegal settlers are doing to Palestinian families in the West Bank? If not, please go online and just put in um, Israeli settlers West Bank and you will see what's happening. It's awful, but people, it, it, people don't want to look at that because it's, it's inconvenient to holding a really strong opinion that, that, that I can't deal with a contradiction or I can't deal with the idea that, that perhaps there's bad behaviour so, you know, and unless you do, you'll never get to the get to the bottom of it. I'll tell you one thing. The one thing, they might remove Hamas in name. They might literally remove every official Hamas member. Though, how do you define a Hamas member? You can't remove resentment. You can't remove trauma and you can't remove, and in fact, by reducing an entire nation to rubble, you are probably, they've probably created the greatest radicalising call to arms ever, I'd have thought. So there we go. There are Jews, Christians, Palestinians. It's awful. The Israeli government, how ironic, have an extreme right government of the Jewish land just need an excuse. It's interesting, isn't it? Because so many people in Israel just cannot stand this government. <sighs> Frustrating, eh? Quiz of the week. Come on, guys, let's do it. Quiz of the week. Let's have a bit of a laugh. Um, so uh, let's just remove that and remove this. and um, I'm going to have to do this because the once again, the comments on the old handset are a little bit... Um, let me just pull the quiz of the week up over here. I'm just gonna have a new window. Get your pens and pep pa- get your pens and paper. Get your pencils and paper. Uh do that. And then we have ah, there we go. I've got it. And then I can see you guys, you see? That's more like it. Okay, there we are. Uh let me get rid of that. Uh let me do this. Yep, 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 yep. I'm so scared my family Oh, Carla Hatcham. I, well, your family are in Lebanon. I'm not at all surprised. I mean it's I mean, you know, Nadia's parents are in Jordan. I mean, you know, Jordan has has pulled their ambassador back and has told Israel's ambassador to not come back. And I mean, you know, these these are you could you know, one hopes that there's going to be a moment where everything just stops. I mean, I think you could argue that maybe Israel are just trying to go as far as they can get before they know that the the you know the, the well, I think the worm has turned in terms of the popular opinion in in, in people. But I think, in terms of governments, I think they're going to go as far as they can before they know they're going to have to be pulled back. They're just going as far as they can. I, I mean, that's no freaking answer, is it? Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And Nadine, Nadine, if international law allows for this genocide, it's failed us all, especially the most vulnerable. It's, it's astonishing. It's astonishing. There's just no appetite in the West to to even entertain a different opinion. Anyway, anyway, anyway. OK, look, let's move on. Let's, let's go to... Let's, have a, let's do the, the quiz of the week. So, what have we got here? Uh, Try, yeah. So, you ready? Let's make this one easier, Siobhan. (laughs) Spain's Princess Leonor swore an oath to the constitution at a formal ceremony in Madrid um, uh, on her 18th birthday. As heir to the Spanish throne, by what title is she gonna be officially known? Is it Leonor, Princess of Aragon, A? B, Leonor, Princess of Asturias, B? Or C, Leonor, Princess of Castile. C, sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings, doesn't it? For sure. Oh, yeah, that's good. Is it A, Leonor, Princess of Aragon? B, Princess of Asturias? Or C, Princess of Castile? Oh, look, there's Prince Ajbou- uh, sorry, Ajibola. Sorry if I pronounce your na- name incorrectly. Fabulous name. Um, it's, oh, let's see. What have you got? It's B. It's Princess Asturias. Question two. From a real princess to a pretend one, as Halloween saw celebrities turn out in fancy dress at supermodel Heidi Klum's party, singer Camilla Cabello dressed as Anne Hathaway. But what did Heidi Klum dress as? What did Heidi Klum dress as at Halloween? A, an egg, B, a peacock, or C, a worm? What did Heidi Klum dress as? A, an egg, B, a peacock, or C, a worm at her Halloween party. What have we got here? Lots of you saying a worm. Reese Roberts is saying a peacock. Fifi's saying an egg. Mm -hmm. I would have said a worm, but it's a peacock. Question three. Well done, Sean Thomas. More than 50 years after the Beatles broke up, the band released their last song, Now and Then. Based on a 1970s demo recording by John Lennon, the track also contains backing vocals from which other Beatles classic? A, Eleanor Rigby, B, Norwegian Wood, or C, She's Leaving Home. Uh, From which other Beatles classic does the new release of the Beatles, the new song released by the Beatles, their last song, how, from what other tractors that have the backing vocals from? Was it A, Eleanor Rigby, B, Norwegian Wood, or C, She's Leaving Home? Yeah, it was the worm last year. Well done. Which is it? Which is it? April Hill says A, hey, Eleanor Rigby. Lots of you saying C, no, it's A, it's Eleanor Rigby. Question four. The official inquiry into COVID in the UK released reams of eye-opening WhatsApp messages from inside government as Boris Johnson's top aides were questioned. Which of these was not attributed to the former prime minister? So which of these three quotes did uh, Boris Johnson not say? A, get COVID and live longer. B, Hancock has got to go, joker. Or C, I no longer buy all this NHS overwhelmed stuff. Which of those did he not say? A, get COVID and live longer, B, Hancock has got to go, joker, or C, I no longer buy all this NHS overwhelmed stuff. Which one of those uh, did he did he say? Well, did I not answer the last question? What was the last question again? Which was it, <laughs> did I do it again? What was the last, what? Oh, God, I can't even remember. What was the last question? What was I just asking about? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, remind me, what was the last question? Someone, quick. I'll, I'll remind you what the I can't go back. Oh, was it Heidi Clue? Was that number three? Where we are? question four. Oh, no, the Beatles. It was Eleanor Rigby. Sorry. Yeah, the answer was Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the one that he didn't say was B. Hancock has got to go, Joker. That's ironic, isn't it? Probably worried that he, uh, Hancock would have decided that he should have died. Imagine that. Maybe that's, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Matt Hancock wanted to decide who could live and die. Question five, question five. Footballer Irene Paredes was unable to make a hundredth appearance for Spain on Tuesday because of a computer error. Only two women have played a hundred times for Spain's national team. Which of these has not? I haven't got a clue, can't do this. Which of these has not played a hundred times? A, Etana Bonmati. B, Jenny Hermoso, or C, Alexia Putellas. Not only do I not know anything about football, enough to answer a question, nor do I know anything about women's football, nor do I know anything about women's Spanish football. Um, so, only two women have played 100 times for Spain, which of these hasn't? A, Eitana Bonmarti, B, Jenny Hermoso, or C, Alexia Putelias. It's a pure guess. And Sarah Fox has got it right, it's A, Eitana Eitana Bonmarti. I can't stop it. Now. Former basketball star Magic Johnson was declared a billionaire by Forbes magazine, making him only the fourth athlete to join the exclusive club. Which of these other sports stars is not on the list? A, Tom Brady, B, Michael Jordan, or C, Tiger Woods? Which of these three is not on the Forbes magazine billionaire top list? Is it A, Tom Brady, B, Michael Jordan, or C, Tiger Woods? Christos Christos says A. Um, uh, Margaret O'Brien saying C, Tiger Woods. Mm, I guessed correctly on this one. Yeah, and a lot of you guessed correctly too. It's A, Tom Brady. You're right. Question seven. Question seven. The acronym AI. Artificial Intelligence, was given the title of 2023 Word of the Year by the makers of Collins Dictionary. Greedflation and Nepo Baby were also on the shortlist. But which of these other words wasn't on the shortlist uh, for Word of the Year? A, Deinfluencing. influencing B, semaglutide, or C, spluting? Good God. Which of those wasn't included on the shortlist? A, de-influencing, B, semaglutide, or C, splooting. A frog says C, Sarah Fox says C. Splooting, this is a great word. The act of lying flat on the stomach with legs stretched out is is the answer. C is the answer. C is the answer. Did we do last week's? Uh, e- yes, we did. We did do last week's. C is the answer. Correct. How did you all do? Anyone get seven out of seven? Six out of seven? Five out of seven? Come on. Who's a winner? You're all winners in my eyes. Tell you that for nothing. Cloder, seven out of seven. Well done, Cloda. Oh, can't get any higher. It really hurts. Congratulations. <laughs> Guys, well done. Heading into the weekend, as I say, some fun and and hijinks and jolly jolly jollity coming your way with Greenfingered Hell. Lots of film content, Curly Cooks in the morning, Uh, Saturday papers, live No Name Sunday show, all sorts of wondrous bits and bobs for you. Um, Home Times are coming back in November lots and lots of content coming your way as we flow towards November. And don't forget, we will be looking at whatever adverts are available. Dear Michelle, not today because it's her birthday. We'll be digging them out and we'll be having a reaction because it's first signs of Christmas. And oh, be careful with sparklers. Okay, careful.